Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Today, we are going to be talking about vulnerabilities and IoT home security devices. To do that, I have Carl Hurd on from our vulnerability research team. Thanks for coming on, Carl. Thanks for having me, John. So this is the first time you've been on the show. Can you uh, just tell us real quick what your role is exactly at Talos? As you said, uh, I'm a senior research engineer here at Cisco Talos, um, and I do vulnerability research on embedded systems specifically. Um, The team that I am on focuses exclusively on products not produced by Cisco, um, specifically because Cisco has another team that does all of the, the research into our own products. And these products range pretty widely from IoT devices like the one we're talking about today, the Trend Micro Home Network Defense, to industrial control systems, programmable logic controllers, and then, you know, all the way over to kind of smart home devices like an air fryer. Typically, if it has smarts, then we consider it a possible target. Uh, And the goal of our work is really to find zero days. And what we do with those zero days is we go through a responsible disclosure program with the vendor, try and get all of these vulnerabilities fixed, uh, and generally kind of try to help their security posture as a whole. The other thing that we provide uh, specifically to the customers is that we provide coverage uh, in order to snort IDS through CLAM AV rules any way we can um, from when we find that vulnerability to when it gets disclosed publicly, at which point it goes into the public rule set for everyone to benefit from. So, yeah, like you mentioned, the vulnerability specifically, uh, why I wanted to have you on uh, is because we recently blogged about and disclosed these vulnerabilities in Trend Micro's home network security station. And, And for listeners who may not know, basically these are devices that scan users' networks and ideally prevents any threats and looks for any potential privacy holes in a user's home network. And they're especially designed for smart homes where people have several devices connected to the network, including some other like smart devices, which is something that Joe Marshall has been on Talos takes several times to discuss the pros and cons of those types of devices. So for these specific vulnerabilities that you discovered, if someone were to take advantage of them, does that put some of those other smart devices potentially at risk? So if this device was compromised, I think a more accurate assessment is that it indirectly places other devices at risk. Compromising this device would not give you, uh, say, a foothold into other devices. But what this device is really designed to do is to man in the middle your entire network. Um, And that's not to say that that's a negative thing. That's just how it provides its security features without being the the central hub of your network, right? So this is not a, a router. This is something that you plug one network cable into and it just works. Um, So really uh, the risk is somewhat minor uh, in terms of other other, uh, security risks. Uh, If this device, you know, if it was intercepting traffic from something that was speaking HTTP, theoretically, this device would be in a position that it could change it. Obviously, you're using insecure protocols at that point. So um, there's some other underlying risk there. Uh, and it's not specific to uh, compromising this home network security device. The idea is basically that, you know, you would see everything. Uh, it's it's a perfect man in the middle platform um, because that's how it's designed to work. So then speaking in terms of the the actual device itself, 
two of the vulnerabilities we disclosed. And I'm going to be putting the link to the blog post in the show notes so people can kind of follow along at home if they want. But two of them are privilege escalation vulnerabilities, which, which basically just means that a hypothetical attacker could increase the level of privileges that they have on that specific device. And oftentimes these can be used in future you know, for information disclosure and privilege escalation incidents, what are some of the things that a hypothetically an attacker could learn that would be beneficial to them if they were to want to carry out future attacks? As you mentioned, you know, basically being a man in the middle. Essentially, and kind of as I previously discussed, the man in the middle is really the, the crux of how this device works. Um, so, you know, it's using ARP cache poisoning to basically redirect all the traffic to itself. So everything talks to it thinking that it's kind of the router. Uh, and so essentially by doing a privilege escalation attack and being able to kind of be uh, the root user, the, the highest privilege that you can be on this device, you could really do a lot and learn a lot. Uh, this would be kind of the ideal information gathering hub for your entire home network. Uh, one of the examples as to why would be that this device goes through and uses Nmap to scan all of your devices. Uh, and, and it does that so it can fingerprint them. And so it can figure out automatically, you know, what traffic is supposed to be normal. If it knows what the device is and it realizes that it's talking to something it shouldn't, that is considered abnormal. But if I you know, use this privilege escalation attack to gain root privileges, I theoretically could redirect that entire Nmap scan uh, and use other Nmap scans to collect information about all of the other devices on your network. So it would be essentially the ultimate reconnaissance tool if you were trying to utilize this specific device in later attacks. And as I mentioned, these types of IoT devices and everything that's being labeled as smart, it's becoming increasingly popular across all sorts of devices and, and everyone's homes seems to have a smart device or Wi-Fi connected device now. Are these types of home security stations or all-in-one security centers generally should be considered helpful if you have smart devices in your home? Or is it just best to kind of stick to security best practices, which we've covered on this show, you know, many times. So folks can go and listen to the back catalog for those recommendations. Yeah, so as with all security, I think there's a trade-off between convenience and privacy. This device, like a lot of the other devices in its class, so some of the things that the team has looked at before are Cujo uh, and Disney Circle are two that really come to mind that really utilize kind of the same approach to providing the security as a as a bolt-on solution to your home network. Because this device scans all your other home network devices and packages them up and sends them to Trend Micro, you're sacrificing a lot of privacy there, right? It takes uh, more information than it needs, really. So it takes all of the device names, it takes all of their MAC addresses, IP addresses, how your network's laid out and it packages that all up and sends it to Trend Micro. And that's not to say that that's 100% negative, right? That's how they provide the service that they do. Um, that's how they identify these various devices, right? Somebody has to look at these signatures and say, okay, that's an iPhone. Okay, that's a Nest thermostat, right? So this information is feeding into the service that you're being provided, but at the same time, you're sacrificing a lot of your personal information to feed that. Also, it will take snippets of protocols that it doesn't recognize and save them in PCAPs and upload them to Trend Micro. Again, for the same reason, right? These are used to better the service, 
but it's not really done in a way that is um, really respecting the user's privacy. It's more about getting more information than it is about uh, respecting the privacy of the user. Overall, I think the decision really has to be measured against uh, each individual user. Uh, if a user is using a, an uh, you know, internet service provider provided router uh, in their home network, and they don't have really any network savvy, they don't wanna spend time setting up all of these uh, security devices and learning new tools like Snort, one of these devices really does provide a good baseline security set for those people, right? I can block different devices from the internet. I can shut off uh, internet to devices when they don't need it. It probably is going to be better than I am as a non-network savvy user at detecting anomalous data, devices sending data where they shouldn't be. On the flip side of that, if you're someone who's setting up custom networks, uh, you have VLANs on your network, you're setting up your IoT devices on different networks than your normal devices, and you know you have network monitoring in place, then no, these, these devices are not a good solution because you're sacrificing privacy for really a minuscule amount of additional security to what you probably can already implement yourself, right? You spend some time learning Snort and you get the community rule set, that's gonna provide you a lot of protection and really sacrifice no privacy whatsoever. Um, so I think there's a scale uh, and I think it does have a place on that scale for being useful, but I definitely don't think that this is a cure-all solution for everyone. Your insight on all of this is uh, really appreciated. This is a topic that we haven't covered on the show before. So I was excited to have you on to be able to talk about our vulnerability side of the house. Um, which is something that we don't talk about often enough. So I appreciate your time and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, have you on in the future to talk about something else. Awesome. Sounds great, John. Thanks for having me.